Welcome to the Code Hanger on QSER 107.3. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and record the show, the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to elders past and present. The Coat Hanger is a show on a podcast where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. I'm your host, Fiona Lamb, coming to you from Garingai Land, which is close to Gosford in New South Wales, and I'm joined by... And I am Coach Donnie Hess, joining you from Des Moines, Iowa, USA, which is Iowa Native American land originally. It's Coach Hess, host of the Fourth and Long podcast and also... Coach, sorry, I forgot you forgot the team you mentioned. It's the Donnie's Disposals podcast. Now they Donnie's they, Disposals. Oh, sorry. What happened to Fourth and Long? It um it officially changed the uh, the owner oh, the the guy the guy that started it um he's gotten super busy and he's loved the footy content and the footy content has been some of the stuff that's gotten the most views. So he decided this past March to uh bequeath the show completely to me so he's kind of he he's basically stepped back to become the producer and so all of the content is now all footy men's women's both in the afl competitions afl and aflw and then i also cover the state leagues as well now love it well look thanks mm-hmm. for clearing that up donny <laughs> you heard it here first well if you heard it here first you're as bad as me so pay attention everybody donny's disposals <laughs> Um, Now, in this, our round seven show for AFLW season eight, we will cover the Giants match, cover the Swans match. We're going to look at our leading goal kickers, have a bit of controversy corner and talk about our tipping comp. Um, But before we get into that, I just want to acknowledge the the outcome of the referendum uh, on the weekend. We... At the coat hanger, we were quite open about supporting the voice to parliament and the recognition of our Indigenous um, brothers and sisters. And so we are hurting along with a lot of people about that outcome, but we are committed to um, furthering reconciliation and listening to um, First Nations people. So um, just want to acknowledge that before we start today. So let's now get into the Giants match. Let's just take a deep breath first, shall we? <laughs> um, I did actually notice uh, several of the players were wearing um, the word yes during mm-hmm. the match, uh, which I really appreciated. It's I, I think all those all that symbolism matters, and uh, um, you know, standing up for what you believe in and, and stating your intention is really important. So um, thanks to those players who did that. So, well, look, it wasn't the outcome I would have liked. How about you, Donnie? <laughs> oh, this is one of those. I, I may be a Swan supporter, but I, I will say that the New South, well, both New South Wales teams, I keep an eye on it. And especially I had the, the pleasure of sitting down with Alicia Eva. So there's always, a, there's a soft spot for me for the charcoal side uh, of Sydney. Mm-hmm. But this, this was, this was difficult for me because I, I kind of look at it as this is a GWS team that if you look at the list, if you look mm-hmm. some of the talent that's on this list, you would, you'd fret to say that you'd expect a little bit, but I don't know what it is this year. Something just hasn't really full on clicked. And, and 
I'm not sure if it's yeah. one of those where they've they're 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 still trying to kind of figure out what they're going to do vis a vis no longer having Cora Staunton up front and Brid Stack retiring. But yeah. we're seven games into the season. So there's there's almost one of those where you just kind of look at this this group and you go, what's just not clicking? I mean, I mean, last year you saw some of the things clicking under their under their new coach, and things were starting to be things on the western side of Sydney were looking rather well. They were they were progressing, yeah. they were playing an exciting brand of footy, they were attacking the game a lot more than 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 some teams but this year it's just i don't know if it's a combination of the the wacky scheduling of only getting 10 games and getting some difficult opponents did they get stunned a little bit by that swans loss early early in the season and just really haven't recovered they 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 have had a few injuries i know tate mackerel really has tate mackerel's been hurt so she hasn't been able to play a little bit of depth in fact, I, I swear in the last two or three games, Elise Parker has some kind of injury scare where you look and you go, oh, okay, she's okay. But it, it, they, they are, though, there are those moments where you, you sit there and you, you go, OMG, because if, if, um, if she goes down, what happens? Like, so that's kind of the scary thing. But this is also a Saints team that I think after the first two or three games, you went, oh boy, is this a wooden spooner? Is this a wooden spooner team? Yeah. And, they found something. I don't know what Coach Del Santo has 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 said to this group, but they've they've clicked and, and they're really starting to play some good football. Jesse Wardlaw has, has started to kind of find her goal kicking form like she did at Brisbane before she moved. Jamie Lambert has been an absolute sensation in the middle. Georgia Patiki, Georgia Patricios looks mm-hmm. much better than she did last year after kind of coming back after sitting out of year due to due to um personal reasons i won't go specifically mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. and tanya smith and, and tanya smith being back from her acl so it's like a lot of their superstar talent i think is now kind of finding their groove so this is a saints team that i i've been impressed with i think coach del santo again whether he should be coaching or not and we will again leave that to the side this is a fun team. This is a fun Saints team to watch. It, this was this was an entertaining game. Again, I wish yes. GWS was a little bit closer. I, I they kind of drift. They kind of drifted um, in that second quarter. I mean, giving giving up and, and only getting you know kind of pushing the lead out there there for a bit. But I don't know. It was a fun game. It was a fun game to watch. I just kind of felt bad for GWS because they really after. At about halftime, I mean, it was pretty much over. The, the the deficit was big enough. They just never really recovered from it, which is frustrating for a team that I think has got the talent to be able to stay in that game. Yeah, well, they. Um, it's interesting for both teams. They each hit the the opening goal, and I don't know. Maybe maybe they need to start from behind or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Try something different. Uh, I don't know that they sat back and relaxed, but I certainly felt uh, encouraged by them getting the first goal. Uh, and, yeah, it just didn't uh, didn't continue. Um, what are those, any other stats from that game? Let's just have a look there. Oh, Elise, actually, Elise Parker got her goal in the fourth quarter, didn't she? Because mm-hmm. um, she assisted a couple of nights, and then, of course, as you said, she had that injury. She grabbed her ankle, but sometimes, uh, <clears throat> sometimes, what looks like an ankle injury ends up being a, a knee injury or an ACL. And thank God it wasn't that because she had 
it looked like it could have been an ACL out of Blacktown a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was thrilled that that uh, that she got uh, her contribution to the game actually uh, recorded on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that really satisfying. Uh, unfortunately, it was too little, too late by then. This is Maddie Collier, and you're listening to the Coat Hanger. Uh, okay, let's have a look at the Swans match. Well, look, I really thought they they might come back and uh, um, level the scorecard between them and Hawks after uh, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory last year, mm-hmm. as they so effectively did. Uh, but no, this is not the case. Again, they, as I said, they they kicked the opening goal. They kicked the opening two goals, and they did that within the first couple of minutes, and they were off to a roaring start. And then it all petered out. I don't know if it petered out. It was just one of those where I, I think they blitzed. They blitzed Hawthorne quickly, and you could kind of you could kind of see the you could kind of see the faces of the Hawthorne players that were kind of like, "Whoa, what just happened?" Because Sydney, the the one thing I got to give Sydney is that that they are really effective at with Ali Morfitt's improved improved form this year. That if they can get going towards goal, they're very dangerous. You've got likes like Beck Brevitelli, who's got great hands. Bella Smith has been an increased um, increased impact. Um, from her spot going forward as well, uh, you could tell they they missed Alicia Newman just a little just a littlest bit because she always seems to find her place find her spots um, coming off the off the big four off the big forwards. But this is one of the Cynthia Hamilton got the I believe got the second goal. Like, let me just yep. double check since I have yep, the stats right here. Right. But it, it, it's one of those where it was like after that, then you had the 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 rush of the rush of behinds for Hawthorne. And just the pressure from Hawthorne and just kind of started to make, unfortunately, the one thing that really kills Sydney, and that's mental decisions and errors, skill errors in the center of the ground. And it just it just led to this de- the defense constantly having to kind of mop up things. For the most part, in the first half, they did. The, the defense played really, really well. He- Ella Heads, Brianna Tarrant, Lucy McAvoy were all actually really, really good kind of mm. getting intercept marks or, or, or kind of cutting off their, their attacks is that third quarter that absolutely killed them. A couple of goal, a couple of goals early kind of flipped the momentum. And then it was, it just, everything kind of snowballed after that. And I kind of felt horrible for, for, for the Swans because it, they just could not get enough sustained ability with footy in hand to be able to, to, um, go forward and make an impact on the game, which was rather frustrating because you had seen games before where they came into the fourth quarter um, down a little bit and they kind of got that game going. They got their run going and they just never could fully get it going. Lucy McAvoy kicks for all intents and purposes, a consolation goal to make the score a little bit nicer than it was for most of that, most of that, most of the second half. So it just, you're frustrated, but I also look at it as as we had kind of set off, Mike, before we got started. This is still a very young Swans team, and that's a very cagey Beck Goddard coach team that's got a few older heads on on their roster. So as frustrating as it is, because I think we all looked at the ladder and went, Sydney's got a chance to make finals if we can get mm-hmm. the right, if we can get the right run. And yeah. this maybe submarines it a little submarines it for the most part, just because of the mm-hmm. fact that yeah, they're only a game out, but they've got three games left and Collingwood still rearing 
um on on her on your schedule with two other games that you should you should play well in but you're looking at it now is you need a little bit of help to make finals and with the absolute log jam that is the <laughs> eighth spot all the way down to 12th i believe are all on the same points it's going to be one of those sydney is not a huge percentage team they they've won most of their games within three goals so i just have a hard time seeing them getting enough percentage to be able to get in if they win enough which is sad but as i told you before i if you'd have told me the start of the season they'd win three games i'd have shook your hand and said thank you i'll take it and and that's kind of one of those where any win after this is a bonus for me yeah yeah well speaking of the latter um crows are on top now um and kangaroos i was a little surprised i sort of i assumed that that melbourne would be second but it's just on points and it's it's not by a, a, an awful lot <clears throat> so uh crows Kangas, uh, Melbourne, and then, uh, yeah, down to, well, Gold Coast Suns are in seventh place. So that's, um, I'm really pleased for them because after a cracker of a start in the um, in the comp, they sort of fell away. So they're doing pretty, they're doing okay in, mm-hmm. uh, in this season. Uh, yeah, okay. So... Hey, it's Elise Parker here, and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. Leading goal kickers, I was saying before, Eden Zanka. Uh, she is on the top at the moment with 17 in the season so far, followed closely by Kate Hall, her teammate, um, both from Melbourne, and so she's on 16. Then we've got Talia Randall. On 14 from the Ruse and Chloe Shear from uh, Geelong on 14. So uh, interesting. Uh, was it was it in this round that Eden Zanke got five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Against yeah. West Coast. Against West Coast, which actually gives us a nice little neat segue into Controversy Corner. <laughs> I'm Lisa Steen, and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. So um, <laughs> occasionally <laughs> coaches get a little frustrated and they say some things, they shoot off at the mouth. And uh, that's what the, the coach of the West Coast Eagles appears to have done with his comments post-match. And he has since addressed those comments and labelled them unacceptable. So, and look, we have to agree with that. But first of all, let's have a look at this. So um, he reckoned that the fixture was unfair for for West Coast Eagles. What say you, Coach Hess? Um, I, I'll tell him this. Uh, get your phone, sir, and call Lauren Arnell of the Port Adelaide Power because I think she has more of a right to complain than you do, sir, because you've played – Melbourne really is your most difficult opponent where Port Adelaide's played two or three of the the really good teams. So I just think this is one of those where a coach in the heat of the moment stated something and he really didn't think it through. This is one of those brains should totally have filtered and not let that one slip between his lips. And it did. It's I, I feel, I feel bad for the West coast Eagles 
players because this is just is just a tonal and utter brain fade. I I don't really understand this. Um, this this comes off whiny. This comes off just nothing but a suck suck move here, which really really is frustrating not a good look, is for it? me. It is not. It's it's not because if you look if you look at there's only ten games in the schedule, so it's not like you're playing every. It's not like you're playing every team once, which I think was I think he was trying to to make some kind of weird point that his team finishing 15th last year shouldn't be playing teams like this. Well, every single team plays at least one of the top four from last year. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. So you, you got the bad part of the lottery and you got Melbourne. I mean, you could have got Adelaide. You could have got, you could have got <laughs> Brisbane. So the, the, the whinging just, I, I find I've found absolutely just, reprehensible i was just like you can't say that you can't do that it just is a horrible look for the league it just makes you look very petty it, it yeah. makes you look like a, a sore loser i mean you beat a non-team that's done this to a couple of teams so you're not in the minority here so it's just i was really really i was saddened by this because i know there's some really good players on this west coast eagles team they had a tough this was just a tough day you you faced one of the best teams in the competition this was a team early in the year i believe there were there were people talking about being undefeated this year so you losing and losing in big fashion to to nam is is not much of a surprise it's how you can you handle it with class and he didn't he didn't that's right and so what what coaches uh seem to not be saying and what he didn't say is the c word and by that i mean conferences so we all know it's still the conference um well no it's not necessarily a conference but but how they they play yeah. out this this um competition <clears throat> when we don't play every team once um is interesting and yes it's frustrating and it's just how how it is so uh I'll be a much happier chappy once we're back to playing every team once, and mm -hmm. I'm sure he will be too. And then he'll have other things to watch about. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Adelaide, Adelaide, and Brisbane and North will are, are, will 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 say hi. And I don't know if if that's the performance against Nam. I can only I can only uh, only be interested to see what what type of result they would get against some of the other top level teams in the competition. So. <laughs> yeah. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> um, whilst we're on the subject of controversies, we've had some more ACL injuries. So uh, they've confirmed that the Essendon forward Daria Bannister has torn the ACL in her right knee. So that's uh, that's her season gone. Mm -hmm. Now it's uh, it's a bit of a double whammy because this is this will be her second knee reconstruction because she ruptured her left ACL in 2018. So that's pretty pretty rough. Um anyway, so we wish her all the best. Um now oh, I think there was another ACL, wasn't there? There was uh, Abby Ballard in the Adelaide v Western Bulldogs. And right. I have not seen anything, but Kelly Coyne went down. Um, Keely Coyne went down with a with a knee injury, but I was never 
able to confirm if that was a ACL or if that was like an MCL or LCL tear. I, I'm not sure. She did come back on the ground after that, but was quickly subbed, uh, was quickly withdrawn from the game at halftime. Right. So I'm interested. And I know that it, it sparked a, a few conversations. I know Georgina Hibbard put out something um, on yes. the particular subject. And this is one of those where it, I don't want to come off as the male telling the females, but I know that there's been, I I, I did some research because I did some kinesi, I did some kinesiology stuff when I was trying to get my coaching degrees. And there is some statistical data that shows that women are higher, have a higher risk of ACL tears. And this is just one of those where I think biology, biology is a little bit against some of the, uh, against the women here. And I hate saying that. And again, I I don't want to, I don't want to just accept it. Trust me. I don't. Mm. I know that there's some science. I know there's some sports science schools that are trying to find maybe a way to to adjust maybe footwear things like that to maybe kind of negate this as much as they can. Mm. But there is a point where I mean you can't stop the biology the the way things are kind of made in everybody. So I kind of look at it and I go the. I know some were saying, well, if you make these girls full time professional, this isn't going to happen. Well. There's WNBA women over here that tear their ACLs every single year that are full-time professional that they are paid yeah. very well. I this it, it's gonna be it's gonna be something we're gonna have to pay attention to. Is it is it fair? Absolutely not. Absolutely not to to see these women in tears because they know they know they're done. They're done for a year. It's yeah. hard. It is so so hard because some of these girls are such great, incredible footy players. They, they don't mm. deserve this, but it, it's fate's cruel. Fate's cruel at times, and and I think that's the part that's yeah. really kind of frustrating. So, I yeah. I don't want to come off as the male telling the females about their bodies because that's not what I'm trying to do. It's just one of those that, unfortunately, I've I've done some research on this. I've I've, I've dove into some medical journals, and it's just this is just a cruel situation with. Yeah, body makeup. The, the, the female body. And yeah, and when a when a player as good as Aaron Phillips goes down with an ACL injury, mm-hmm. that goes to show you that it's, it it can actually happen to anyone, unfortunately. Yep. Yep. And it's not like it's never happened to the men. It's it, it, it all. So it's one of those. It it happens. Mm. It's just one of those where when it plays out on national TV in a competition that already has its detractors, again, I don't want to give them any credit because there's no credit deserved with being just a jerk online because you have thumbs and a keyboard. But it is one of those where, unfortunately, it's very easily seen and it's very easily manipulated to to put a point over that really has no point. It's just somebody deciding to throw a shot, a veiled shot when, when it's unnecessary. So again, my my. My thoughts to these young women. My thoughts to these young women. I I hope yeah. they wish them uh, a quick and speedy recovery and back to footy yep. as quickly as possible. That's my biggest. Absolutely. Thing. I'm Catherine Smith, and you're listening to the Coat Hanger. Okay, so let's have a look at the tipping competition. <laughs> All righty. So I I pull I pulled it up, and maybe this is a little self-grandizing here. So I, yeah. I apologize. But Over to you. I'm I'm. <laughs> I, I I have to I I know uh, Kiwi a couple of episodes called it out because I, I had the, I had the the pleasure of going nine to nine to one week but only went eight I went eight and one this that's week unfortunately right. I tipped the Swans I thought the Swans would beat Hawthorne so that, that's the Same. only thing that got me the yeah. only thing that got me was Sydney. Right. So I'm sitting wow. in, I'm sitting in third 
Rachel is sit, Rachel H is sitting in second, and Steve D is 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 in first right now. It's pretty much it's percentage that's that's separating us. I know what was it as as we find out, Kiwi is sitting in sixth with forty seven. Um, previous uh, former host Tracy Kick is sitting in eighth. Let's see, where are you, Fee? You are in fifteenth, and <laughs> I, I I thought you got a chuckle down. As you are one above Pete, uh, the 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 guest host Peter from Wharf Radio, and then uh, Laws, I love you. You're great, but thirtieth place. Come on, you got to lift. You got to lift. <laughs> so just to make a note, Laws is still below the coat hanger <laughs> account that does not tip. <laughs> <laughs> so she's gonna have to pull something out of the bag. She's gonna have to come come up with something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Okay, so looking ahead, um, Swans meet Bulldogs at Wicknoval on Saturday the Saturday the twenty first um, at one pm. Who do you tip for that game, Donny Hess? This is one of the this is one of those that Sydney needs to capitalize on a, a doggies team that is absolutely reeling with injury. They've had two or th- they had two or three go down again this week. Like I said, we're not sure on on Keely Coyne, but they lost the 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 Moody sister, Celine Moody, to to an injury. I know D Barry is also out for the year. So this mm-hmm. is a doggies team that's thin. That that they, that they're they're starting they're starting to kind of they're scraping the bottom of the barrel to just make sure that they have the team to be able to play this week. So they're, they're still dangerous. I mean, Ellie Blackburn, Kirsty lamb, they've still got uh, Gab Newton. There, there's still some danger spots on this team, but I think this one's, if they can, if Allie Morphick can get going in the rock, you see a, a t- an interesting test between her and Alice Edmonds uh, will, will be a fun one to watch. Can Chloe Malloy, get loose if chloe malloy can get loose she's an x factor every single time beck privatelli's yeah. got sticky hands if they can give her delivery she can kick gold yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this goes there's not a super dangerous forward to really deal with so i think the d will have a little bit of an easier day i'd love to see lucy mcavoy start to attack start to attack off halfback when she does get intercept possessions she really did well this last round to kind of uh deter hawthorne but like Sydney win this one, but I think this one's still a little bit closer. The doggies skill and class that they have in some of the guys, some of the players on the the field will be will be tough tests for them. So Yeah. Well, I'm a bit worried, but I'm tipping with my heart. I'm going for this one. So we'll we'll see how that goes mm-hmm. for us. Okay. And then so same day, 21st Saturday, the 21st Giants meet Carlton at Sydney's home of women's footy, Henson Park at 3 p.m. I'm going to go for the Giants, tipping with my heart again. What say you, Donny? Yes. <laughs> I, I hate saying it, but I think I'm going to tip. Car- I think I'm going to tip Carlton in this. Carlton had a tough game. They had a tough game against Collingwood this last round, and Collingwood yep. kind of showed their, their their metal. This is the Carlton team that has been probably my surprise of the year. Just because of the fact that new coach, you would think they would kind of take a take a little bit of a of a regression this year. Nope. Yes. They, they've really, really played well. Their, their their superstars have been playing well. Karen Karen Peterson's been out for several games and they've actually won they've won two of the three that she's been out this year. So 
playing without their 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 captain Darcy Vessio. They've been absolutely fantastic. She's they've been moved around mm. the ground a lot this year, which I think has kind of helped. But your young stars, your Abby McKay's, your Mimi Hill, Mimi Hills, your Gab Pounds, your 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 talent that you've got in this team has really stepped up and played really well. I haven't seen, I know Jess Good left the game with an apparent ankle injury. I did not see if she returned in that. You do have Bree Moody, who's been an AA All-Australian, so you're, you're okay ruck-wise, but it'll be interesting to go. I, I like, I just like Carlton just a little, little bit more than the Giants here, but you never know. The, the way AFLW is, this is this is one of those, I call Carlton and then GWS has the game of a lifetime and ends up winning this, but yep. I'll tip Carlton, but hey, I'm not saying, I think the Giants, are still in with a crack in this one. Yep. Well, time will tell. And that's all we have time for uh, tonight. So this has been the Round 7 show of the Code Hanger for AFLW Season 8. Be sure to catch us on our socials. We are at Code Hanger Footy on Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and Threads. And like, rate, and review us and say something nice about us because we always appreciate it. Thanks to Coach Johnny Hess from the podcast Donnie's Disposals for co-hosting with me tonight and always as always for the best harbour views in women's footy tune in to the coat hanger